Corey Conover. I graduated from Grinnell in 1995. I was an econ major. I grew up in places around Iowa. Uh, Creston ended up in Spencer, and now I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So, you're pulling out of Grinnell after graduation. Who are you with, and what are a couple things that you have with you? Protecting myself back, you know, almost 20 years now. When I was 21, 22, you know, you had a really clear sense of what you wanted to do in the world. And I was like that, you know, I was convinced that I wanted to work out in business, international business. So I had my econ books, my <laughs> county books, and my dreams along with me. I think I had a Chevy Blazer at the time, uh, so plenty of space for, for yeah. stuff. For dreams, you know. For dreams, <laughs> that's right, yeah. But, you know, life happens. Um, and so I did that for a while and came to the realization that, you know, that wasn't me. I have to say to other Grinnellians that your process of growth and development, you know, personal exploration and finding out who you are happens well after yeah. uh, Grinnell. So in that in-between time, after you've left Grinnell and you're you know, pretty much set in what the next step is, but you still maybe haven't brought it to fruition. Do you think that there were questions in your own mind of whether this was the right call that you were ignoring? It was more like a bit of frustration because I started at the very bottom and I said, I, I didn't work, you know, really hard during college. I didn't work really hard, you know, to get into a good school like Grinnell to start at the very bottom. <laughs> and so when I first started, I went to Silicon Valley. When I first started, I was so desperate for a job. It's called at a small community bank. And they said, we don't have anything that's a good job, but you can answer phones if you want. And so I, I was so desperate for a job. I told them yes. <laughs> so here I was, you know, with this great education and I was answering phones. That was the moment they said, have I done something terribly wrong? Mm. Should I have planned out my next step a little bit better? Yeah, is this the right path for me? And that was sort of at the moment where I, if not hit rock bottom, really began to question everything that I was going to do. To think about it as rock bottom is a, an interesting way to think about it, where you know you need to make a change. As a professor said, at that age, there's no better time to be broken interesting. I mean, you're still young, just out of school, and just in perspective now, does it feel like that was just a road bump, or does it feel like a seismic change in your direction? No, no, I, 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 even then I realized it was the start of something. I also figured that I got to start someplace, you mm. know, where do you get experience, you know, keep going here. I didn't have a lot of philosophical questions, it was just really frustrating. <laughs> right, a job, I just need a job. Yeah. Income's pretty nice. So then, in finding what has turned into your career, where did that first moment of, you know, because it is such a stark difference, saying, you know, this is something I could devote myself to, where did, how did that come together? It seemed to all line up. You know, looking back on it, it was, it's painfully obvious. Uh, you can put all the pieces together. You know, from the time that I was in, a teenager, we had uh, some foreign exchange students from Costa Rica. I got interested in the language and the culture of Latin America. I got uh, interested in the past, interested in how people acted, intensely interested in, in questions of, of right and, and wrong and mm -hmm. how human society worked, all of which you know, put me on a path to becoming a professor uh, of history at a small liberal arts college. If I hadn't gone to Grinnell, if I hadn't done yeah. that, that you know, it had been a totally different path. When you were on the first little piece of this path, the working answering phones in Silicon Valley Bank, 
do you remember how you thought of the idea of becoming a professor? Like, was it something that you'd ever considered, or were you just, I'm done with academia, I've, I've been a student, I'm out? We had always, in my family, been intensely practical. We were a family of farmers, we had raised animals, and doing something that wasn't tangible, that you couldn't touch with your hands, seemed so alien to me. Something that other people did, it felt like it, it would be somebody else. Over time, though, I realized that you know, that was something I was good at, I enjoyed doing. You know, and I was, it was easier to let go of what I thought I was and try to be somebody else. I don't know if this is answerable, but that process of, as you put it, letting go of who you think you are, that requires a certain kind of trust in yourself and making yourself vulnerable and saying, well, all of these preconceptions I had of the kind of person I am I'm willing to kind of let that go and step into a new way of thinking about the world. I mean, that that's a hard thing to do. What do you think it was for you that enabled you to be able to do that? Like, was there external support? Was it just an internal, like, I need to do this so that I feel at peace? You know, what what would you say? Uh, yeah, there wasn't one road right. to Damascus yeah. you know, moment. But at the same time, reinforcement from teachers. Probably, <laughs> and this is just me. A lot of decisions that I made um, have been really on a whim, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which you know goes against who you know. I think myself as a pretty careful, cautious guy. That you know, when I wanted to go back and do my PhD, I was like, "Sure, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Let's do it." Thank goodness, you yeah. know, I didn't think through the consequences. It's just you know, <laughs> let's do it. Right? So the advice from you is ignore the consequences. <laughs> do something that at first that you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> looking at your role in academia now. What would you say is consistent about what excites you now from uh, what excited you when you were a student at Grinnell? Uh, something big and complex, a really a, a problem that's worth your time to understand. You know, people, you know, especially you know, students, you think, gosh, you know, I don't have any money, can't do anything. The most precious aspect that you have is your time. What's that big dragon that you want to slay? What's so important that you dedicate your time into doing? And then that, that to me is, 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 is what's drawn me to, to history as a profession. It's so interesting. You know, we people are so weird yeah. in just deeply odd ways. <laughs> Why do we do the things we do? Over like, and over and over again. I know, yeah. I know. Like answering that question, you know, what, what bigger question is that? What yeah. makes us us? Awesome.